hello, hello, and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast. The podcast where every single, well, every other week now we've changed the schedule. Myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man on my phone, Tom Lawrenson. We look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, we read them, we write notes, and then we talk about them while pressing a record button on a computer. This week, we're back, and we're on episode 97, chapter 3 of The Order of the Phoenix, The Advance Guard. Mm. Tom, how are you? I'm well. Listeners, does it feel refreshing to hear our voices again? Quite a bit of a hiatus, wouldn't you say? But I think you'd all have to agree, it was going that way, wasn't it? 96 non-stop weeks, never one break, and then all of a sudden, it was Lucas Kirkby who threw in the towel. Right, that's it. I'm going on me honeymoon. I need a month off. Ooh, that's a long honeymoon. You must be a very wealthy man. I am. (laughs) (laughs) The honeymoon was a mere 12 days long. Uh, But, yeah, the hiatus has included... uh, Finishing Edinburgh, getting ready for the wedding, having the wedding honeymoon, and uh, moving to our new flat. Lots of updates to come over the next few weeks, shall we say. <laughs> Lucas, can I do the podcast on my own? No, you can't. You can wait till I get back. Anyway. What's this new impression of me? I've never heard that before. What do you mean? Sound like Gwendoline. <laughs> That's how you sound. Ooh. That's how I sound. I have to have a month off. He's a robot dog, way. Wallace. What? He's a robot dog. Preston. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. Welcome, yeah, welcome back. To back. Us. We've missed you, haven't we? Thank you for staying with us. Um, hopefully, you've stayed. Um, maybe some of you have dropped off. Oh, you're not going to do 100 in a row. You're only going to do 96 in a row. That's rubbish. Well, do you know what, listeners? If you've got that attitude, then maybe you should consider listening to a different podcast. Why don't you go listen to Potterless? Is that good? <laughs> we don't know. It might be. An American just wrapping up four chapters in an episode? All right, listen to that if you want. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, uh, you're preaching to the converted because whoever's listening is loyal and a friend of the show, a friend of the podcast. I don't know, they might just be listening out of hate. Do you hate listening to us podcast listeners? Do you hate us? Why? Why do you torture yourself so? Right in, please. Do you know, we don't get enough hate mail, I don't think. I think uh, more people should write in uh, with horrible things to say to upset us. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if, if you're listening and you don't like us, and you've been keeping that to yourself, then why don't you get on the old blower, yeah? Get on Instagram, Twitter, Email us, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com and tell us what you think, you horrible bastard. It's interesting, hate mail. It really is. Um, As me, being a man of the world, I do not get much hate mail, even though, like, I put a lot of content out into the world. Um, You get a lot of live hate mail that comes across in um, people's expressions when you perform comedy in front of them or the things people say when you perform comedy in front of them. Hateful people um i do get some nasty comments sometime 
when I put my videos out, uh, people put, uh, I don't know, I put a video out the other day and someone put, was this supposed to be funny? You cut me deep. You, <laughs> you cut me deep. Once I deleted a video 10 minutes after putting it out because a 10 year old girl commented saying, one star. <laughs> So I deleted it. I was like, well, if that's what you think, Melanope, then I'm going to delete it because I can't have you, Melanope, thinking that's one star out of at least five. But what if it was out of ten? Oh, well, I think that would have ended your career if it was out of ten. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, what's been going on with you? You've had a month off. I've had a month uh, off. Well, resting on you, resting on your arse, sat I... around doing nothing. <laughs> How are you? Well... Well, people who are watching the video will have already noticed, uh, but I, I'm calling you from a van. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, listeners, um, Lucas likes to do little pranks. Uh, he's <laughs> he's moved to a town without internet. They call it full day. And so he didn't have internet. So what we're doing, we're recording our video separately and he's going to splice them together for the video thingy. So I can't see him whatsoever. So um, you might be thinking, why is he smiling so much then? Because I'm looking at my own reflection. <laughs> well, yeah, well, because we've moved to this bloody... Uh, we've moved to Fulda, which is a lovely city, can I say. And the, the area we're in is very nice and peaceful. And we'd ordered a Vodafone router and it was supposed to have loads of speed and very good and all that but we've plugged it in and it's got a red light it's not working and so the guy who's like the caretaker of the block of flats is like oh yeah everybody has trouble with wi-fi you need somebody from vodafone to come in and add in an extra i don't know an extra box or an extra wire or something that makes it work so on Wednesday, we rang up Vodafone. They said, right, we're going to get back to you either today or at the latest Friday. Today is Sunday and uh, we've not heard back despite ringing again on Friday. So I'm stuck for the internet. So my good idea say... was, because we're in Martina's brother's van, we were going to, because I'm running mm. out of data as well. That's the other, uh, the other situation. So we uh, we drove to McDonald's and parked right outside, uh, but I can't get the Wi-Fi from here <laughs> from in the van. So uh, I'm still using my data, but I'm in McDonald's in a in a van. Seems to me you don't really like doing this podcast, does it? <laughs> Listeners, I love it. It breaks my heart that I'm in a van. And this video looks like I'm a hostage pleading for someone to pay the ransom so that I can be let free. I'm this sat in a van. It, I've got the the curtains open, but it's dark. <laughs> All I need is a bit of gaffer tape and I'll be sorted. Lucas goes to me, I want to do a Pottervision podcast. I want to do a Pottervision podcast. I go, all right then, pal. When do you want to do it? He goes, I'm going to Egypt. I'm getting in the pyramids. I'm like... Well, that's not going to work, is it? No, I'm going to move to a flat that doesn't have Wi-Fi. Okay, you let me know when you want to record a Pottervision podcast, then. <laughs> well, we didn't have Wi-Fi in the pyramids. What was that like, the pyramids? We didn't see the pyramids. We didn't go to the pyramids. Well, we got a bit scared. What the fuck were you doing in Egypt, then? <laughs> <laughs> we 
we got a bit scared. Uh, we were going to go to the pyramids. But, um, well, well, I was going to talk about the honeymoon next week. But um, I was going to talk about the honeymoon next week. Right? He decides when he drip feeds us this information, listeners. What did you want to talk about this week, pal? What did you, Was it more McDonald's stories? Was it more Vodafone <laughs> stories? Real interesting stuff to kickstart the podcast again. Go on, what did you want to talk about this week? Well, well, this week I thought we'd talk about the wedding because we've not, we've not talked about the wedding. Well, I didn't want to do all the bloody stories in one week and then... <laughs> <laughs> right, wedding, honeymoon, moving to new flat, and then next episode, ooh, I've had a ham and cheese sandwich. Back to normal. <laughs> but I've got so much news and stories, it makes sense to spread them out over three or four weeks rather than using them all up and then struggling next week. All right, then. Wedding. Go. Wedding. Right. Well, I was well. I go back further than that. I I would need to ask you how uh, how was Uncle Daddy's comedy disco? Horrible. <laughs> would you believe no one came to Uncle Daddy's comedy disco? <laughs> how many more, How many gigs did you do? Four. Four, yeah. <laughs> Who did you have performing? No one. No one came. No one performed either. No one why would anyone perform if there's no audience? Oh, right. Was there not a single person turn up? No. He thought someone had bought a ticket. She didn't, she didn't come either. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Daddy's Comedy Disco! <laughs> there you are, <laughs> sat with your afro wig, flared trousers, sequin shirts. Nobody's coming. Does does anyone want to come to Uncle Daddy's comedy disco at one in the afternoon? No, we don't. <laughs> come on, it's a disco! I've just had my lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, fair enough. What's the wedding then? Yeah, you were there. Did you have fun? Why are you putting it on me? You're the one, you're the one with all the stories about the wedding. I want to talk about the wedding. I want to talk about the wedding. What did you think of the wedding, Tom? <laughs> You were best man, you were there, I remember you. Alright, he remembers me. I'll tell you this, listeners. This wedding was a fantastic wedding. Maybe one of the best I've ever been to in my life. It was amazing. It really was. I get a plane. I mean, it's like a month ago now. Alright, so I come back from Edinburgh. I drive back. The next day, so I have like eight, seven hours sleep. I wake up to go to the airport. In the airport, I see Tom Jones. <laughs> wave at him. Wave at each, wave at each other. Um, get on the plane. Who was bothering me on the way there? A bloke behind me on the plane was making love to the back of my chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you saying this, yeah. You know, sometimes people do this thing where they put the tray down so they can sleep on the tray. A bloke was doing that and he was proper Booking my fucking chair, like, <clears throat> and I and I said to audibly, I went to Lucy. I was like, "Oh, it sounds like this person behind me is fucking my chair." Like to try and get him to stop. I said that all loud, <laughs> and uh, they kind of stopped. Um, on the plane back, right? I may have seen the most hideous man I've ever oh, seen in my oh, life. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, 
I love it. I just say, right, listeners, um, the wedding was in three parts, right? There was a, a fancy dress party on the Thursday. There was a ceremony and party on Saturday. There was another party on the Sunday. Tom's experience of the wedding, what he remembers, is the plane journey there and then the plane journey back. While it's on Zofka Plains, right? So we were queuing to check in at, you know, Polish airport, wherever it was. And sometimes people do this thing. Uh, the British side of the family could not comprehend what was going on. So we're all queuing to check in, right? This family with a baby just walked right to the front of the queue. After the British side, and everyone had been queuing for about an hour to check in, this like family just walked to the front, and your auntie was like, or both of them, were like, someone needs to tell them to get to the back of the fucking queue, so they need to fuck off, they do. <laughs> didn't like that. They didn't, they didn't F, but they were passionate. They were very Yeah, angry. yeah, yeah. Like, there's a queue. There's a queue. You're not... Like, getting yeah. angry. But I was looking at this family. Child, mother, and man. Right, this man, I think he was an Englishman, right? And he had this, like, uh, Richard Attenborough Jurassic Park-style hat on. Can you imagine such a I thing? I can, vividly. Right, so he's wearing that, and his face, this man had no disfigurement, right, let me put that forward, it's not as if he was a disfigured man, but he looks like something like out of a 1950s episode of the Twilight Zone, his face, he was a pig man. He was he was not fat. This man was not fat, right? Listeners, Yet, he... on paper, there was nothing wrong with him. Right? But this man, oh, I hated his face. I cannot, honestly, I've not been able to get into words how much I hated the face of this man. Right? And he was so happy-go-lucky. But he was a pig man. Right? And I was staring at him. Oh, staring at him somewhat vicious, thinking, I hope I never see you for the rest of my life. So, we board the plane. Uh, the row behind us was empty. And I'm like, can happen. Sometimes a plane is not fully booked. Pigman decides to sit down behind me. Yeah. Oh, no. And I'm looking at him. And I'm, I'm like, oh, no. Just knowing that he's behind me is going to ruin the flight for me. Yeah. Oh, dear. But here's a twist. The air hostess comes over to him and says, that's not your seat. Don't do not sit there. Move. Pigman wasn't even meant to sit there. He'd just gone and sat there. He wanted to be away from his family for the journey, so he'd gone and sat alone. God, he, he sounds awful, this man. What a pig, literally and figuratively. He's a pig man. In Latin, homo swinus. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Bloody hell. Oh. But, right, so anyway. in between that so, sandwich of annoyance and disappointment, uh, there was a wedding, wasn't there? So, we got in, right? I got in a 
uh, I got I ordered a Bolt taxi. Right, it turns up. Um, Lucy sits in the front because she gets car sick. I sit in the back uh, with a spare tire that's rolling around on me on <laughs> the back seat. <laughs> but that's Bolt taxis for you. They're the cheapest at the minute, so that's what you pay for. Crap. My little sister. Uh, Maisie got a bolt taxi from Manchester Airport to her, where she lives, and he just he was like, "Oh, the traffic's too bad, get out here." And he didn't drop her at a house; he dropped her at Manchester United Stadium, where she doesn't live. Bloody <laughs> hell! <laughs> um, yeah, and so we get to the uh, hotel. Um, your dad goes. Your dad's like, uh, "Bloody hell! They've got no reservation for me, brother." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, have they got one for me? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, then that's all that matters then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you had, a, you had a pizza party, didn't you, at the hotel? I felt like I was missing out. You were there. You were stood there. I was there briefly, yeah. You, oh, you had a pizza party. I felt like I was missing out. You were at the party. What were you missing out on? <laughs> I, miss, I missed out on the ordering of the pizzas. I wasn't there for that. I, I was there. For the exact same amount of time that you were. So there's this pizza party going on outside. <laughs> right. I turn up and I'm stood there eating a pizza. And Lucas goes to me, bloody hell, you excited for your wedding? Look how miserable you look. I say, look around the room. Look at no one's got a smile here whatsoever. Why are you singling me out? I wasn't. You were. Um, yeah, it was very... Solemn pizza party. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> must have had like the exhaustion from all the travel or something. No, no, that was because the day before there was a costume party. Oh, was it hangover? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe just miserable. Um, there was a cost. We got there. Everyone had dinner. I had like I had goose for dinner. I had goose. Um, and then the next day was a was a costume party where everyone dressed up. And uh, yeah, it was a laugh, wasn't it? Do you want to, anything you want to say? Anything you want to say about the costume party? Yeah, it was great fun. You and Lucy were dressed up as uh, Mickey and Minnie, weren't you? We were, yes. Uh, Mick Hucknell and Minnie Driver. No, it was the mice, of course. I'm joking. Is Minnie Driver a person, or have I just made that up? Aren't you thinking of Baby Driver, that film? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, uh, Martina and I were pirates. And uh, yeah, we were. We had all sorts, didn't we? We had some uh, bank robbers. Yeah, that was fun. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy uh, Osbourne and, and Sharon. Um, um, Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Wednesday Adams. Hey, uh, <laughs> well... Aled's, uh, my brother-in-law's um, father and partner, they came as in traditional Welsh costume, right? So um, Tom Jones, he had uh, like a farmer's outfit on and then uh, Elspeth had like a traditional Welsh costume on. So I think they've done really well. And, and Anna, who is Tom's daughter, she comes up to me and she goes... I don't know why my dad's dressed as an old farmer. <laughs> traditional Welsh girl. That's funny. 
Yeah, my mum was... Oh, my mum was Harry Potter related. She was uh, Professor McGonagall. Mm. And my dad was someone from Star Trek. Just somebody who works on the ship. <laughs> it wasn't... Because he was telling me, like... Um, he was telling me in advance, he's like, ooh, I've, I've ordered a, a tricorder, which is like the machine they use scanning the planets or whatever. Mm. And I was like, bloody hell, he's gone into a lot of effort here buying that. And he's like, oh, I've also bought a, I've bought a phaser. Mm. Bloody hell, what's this costume going to be? It was a tricorder, a phaser and a T-shirt. <laughs> that was the costume. I, I, I was expecting at least... Spock ears or something, because he's done Star Trek before, where he's had the funny uh, Mister Spock ears, and he's like had eye makeup on to make his eyes look different. None of that. He's just got a t-shirt on and a, and a tricorder he's bought online. But yeah, uh, my sister was Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. Aled was Eddie Murphy, not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Freddie Mercury. I wouldn't. Do you know what? I wouldn't put that past you, Wellslot. <laughs> oh dear. I like to Eddie Murphy. Not even any of his characters. It's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you, lot. <laughs> oh, it was Freddie Mercury. I'm getting my names mixed up. Uh, yeah. yeah? My niece and nephew were Woody and... Uh, oh, what was Mia? Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, of course she was. Yeah, so, yeah, it was good. Uh, Martina's mum and dad were uh, the Flintstones, Fred and Wilma. And, uh, yeah, her sister and husband were a family of frogs. It was a lovely occasion, can I say. Who was Uncle? Uncle? What did Uncle go as? Which one? He just went as himself. My uncle oh, did. Martina's, Martina's uncle was like a seventies disco person. No, he was. He was bloody one of the Beatles. Who was? He was Ringo Starr. No, nobody was Ringo Starr. He was. My uncle Alan. No, not your uncle Alan. Martina's uncle was, was Ringo Starr. Don't remember that. He was Ringo Starr. He was. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that was good fun. And then uh, then we had the day itself. What a wonderful day it was. Uh, you uh, were there at the beginning with me, helping me put my bow tie on while we had pictures taken. And uh, the, the photographer decided uh, that he'd be have a bit of fun with us. And he told us to put our arms around each other and hold up a do not disturb sign. No, hold hands. Oh, that was it. Hold hands. <laughs> uh, we're going to be having sex before the wedding. Uh, <laughs> the groom and the best man. That, that's the joke there. That's going to be in the album. The groom and the best man had sex with each other before the wedding. And so now there's a divorce happening. Now there's a divorce because uh, the groom cheated on the bride with the best man before the wedding even happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, bloody hell. It's funny that we got in a... uh, We got in a car, we drove to the church. um, Yeah. 
Lucy's scarf got a load of uh, like lint on me, and then your dad was beating it off me. Oh, you've got lint on you, and he was like beating it off me. Your mum went ballistic at me because I went to the chop shop to get some chocolate beforehand. I was like, I'm not eating all day. I need to go get some chocolate. And she was like, oh, they're going to be here in an hour. I was like, I think that's plenty of time, Susan, for me to walk to the shop that's across the road and have a chocolate bar. Now, I'll tell you what, I'm on Team Sue here because it, it wasn't an hour. It was about 15 minutes. You're bullshitter. I'm not a bullshitter. I'm not a bullshitter at all. It was about quarter to one. The wedding was starting at one. And you go, come on, get some chucky. I think, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever been accused of this before, but I accuse you of being a bullshit artist. I'm not a bullshit artist. There are loads (laughs) of witnesses that will testify to the fact that you went at like quarter to to get a bloody galaxy or whatever you did quarter you effing liar it was half past and the and it was meant to start on the hour so well i've got you down to half past you said an hour at the beginning of the story well that's how negotiation works isn't it so i i often and your mum couldn't believe it she was bloody pulling her hair out (gasps) i was like it's fine it's fine you i'm not you had a bit of chocolate did you have was it maltesers remember it was like a, what did I have a Twix? Um, I didn't agree with the hotel breakfast. Yes. And also, I don't like seeing people in the morning. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, you need to be in a certain frame of mind, don't you, before uh, for talking to people. I don't like seeing anyone in the morning. I have to, like, you know, to have time, like... I, I, I don't want to see strangers in the morning. Yeah, no, no. When someone stays around at my house, it's such a burden. I think, oh, I've got to fucking look at them this morning. Yeah. They're going to be the, in the bathroom. They're going to wet the floor. They're going to wet the sink. They're going to trump. Then they're going to be downstairs and they're going to do something weird like put a bowl of cereal that's still got milk and cereal in the sink and you're like, What? That is not how I do things in my house. This is my house. Yeah. So yeah, in a way, I'm I'm in many ways I'm very grumpy. In many ways you're very grumpy. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? But so yeah, so <laughs> wedding. Uh we got driven about. Uh it's amazing Poland. Never been to Poland before. I was really envious of how much space there was in the little in the town that we were in. It's so spacious. It was a really rural area, was... wasn't it? It was lovely. And the weather was fantastic while we were there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was perfect. And well, the uh, Martina looked absolutely beautiful in her dress, can I say? Do you agree? Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was, oh, it was just wonderful. Nothing, it was just perfect. Nothing went wrong. It was just brilliant. Um, we go, hey, and we even got show. a free bonus tractor parade in the middle of the third day. You're rushing ahead. So we go into the church. Right? Your dad's telling me chubby brown jokes. I'm like, lovely, but not the time. <laughs> we go down. All right? I'm, I've got my own special chair, like a king. Um, 
They take me into the priest's bedroom. I have to go backstage. They take me... It's not the priest's bedroom. I think it was. About the got a little bed in... I was taken backstage into the priest's bedroom. The priest lives in a separate house. He doesn't live in the church. No, there was a bed in there. There was a little... Uh, there was a kettle. There was a microwave. There was some biscuits. There was like a, a pair of used socks bundled up on the floor. Um, there was uh, there was a magazine, Men and Motors. Um... There. <laughs> You're winding me up. Um... <laughs> there was not a there Men was... and Motors magazine in the back of the church. There was. There was a DVD. What DVD was signs... it? Um, Help, I'm a fish. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Is that with Alan Rickman? What? Is Alan Rickman in that film? I don't know. But anyway, he's saying something to me in Polish. He's saying something and I'm like, what? What? And I tap my chest like this, I go, English! English! Like that. And he turns to, who was it now? I think it might have been Martina's mum. I think Martina's mum was in there. And then she translates for me. She says, oh, he's asking, do you like it? Do you like it? And I'm like, do I like what? And she says, his bedroom. And I go, oh, it's lovely. Right, anyway. That didn't the, happen. Um... <laughs> did. What is this story? <laughs> it did happen. All this happened it's in about happened. one minute. And anyway, right, so he sits down. And he starts reading a book, right? What I'm book like, was it? And I'm like, the Bible, of course. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> I'm looking around, like, thinking, we've got a wedding to do here. So I shake him by his shoulders. like, <clears throat> And I go, come on, like that. Then he understands that. And so he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, now you speak English. Weird. And he, get, he goes, he looks at my passport, and he writes down where I'm from. And uh, I officiate the wedding. I don't officiate the wedding. I, I just, I give you away, essentially. There's a bit of paper that says, I, Tom Lawrenson, uh, guardian of the groom, hereby consent to his marriage to Martina Hazelcheck. All right? And I go, is that it? And he goes, yeah, that's everything. I was like, whatever. So I come, <laughs> I come out. Right, I come out. Stand by you. And uh, and all of a sudden, da, 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 da. I go, come on, everyone, stand up, look at Martina. <laughs> Mart Martina's walking down the aisle, right? You gaze upon her in her majesty. She looks beautiful. She looks fantastic, a ray of sunshine. You start crying. And then I start crying, watching you cry. Did you? <laughs> and then Martina... Uh, yeah, I did. I was crying behind you. Oh. And I tapped you on the shoulder. And then Martina gets down the aisle, and you're crying, looking at her, and she's laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing at you for crying, and everyone's laughing. And then there's a ceremony, there's some hymns. There's two, there's two boys by the priest who they are like a triple act together. Things are happening. 
the priest is smacking him on the head. It was funny. Is the the priest's scarf gets all tangled, and uh, he's one of the boys gets too nervous to untangle it, and he just remains tangled for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. wedding. That was the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll have to save more of the wedding for another episode. I know, we've been talking for over half an hour. Right, that's 15 minutes left for Potter Vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to save more of the wedding. So, let me write that. We've only got up to the ceremony. Right. The advance guard. Go on, do your rundown. Go on, do your rundown, he says. I've never felt so encouraged and supported. It's chapter three, the advance guard. Harry sends out letters to Sirius, Ron and Hermione. What's going on? Then he mopes around the house for a few days, and then one night, the Dursleys go out, and there's a crash, and a smash, and a bash. And downstairs... There are nine wizards all come to take him away. He knows a couple of them. There's Remus Lupin. He knows him. There's Mad-Eye Moody. Not David Tennant. The actual Mad-Eye Moody. And there's other ones. There's new characters. There's Tonks. There's uh, Daedalus Diggle. There's Kingsley Shacklebolt. Right? They're all there. And they're ready to take him somewhere safe. So they get on their brooms, they're flying around London, and they finally get to the house of the Order of the Phoenix, number 12, Grimald Place. And that's the advance guard. The advance guard. They're expelling me. What's going on? I need to find out what's happening. I'm going to write three letters. Here you are, Hedwig. Take these letters. And also, here's your leather thong. Sorry. What leather thong? <laughs> We're putting leather thongs on Hedwig, are we? It... Did you notice that? No. Certainly written it down. I think um, some way of attaching uh, the letter to Hedwig's foot is called like a leather thong. You know, like... Um... You know, Australians call flip-flops thongs. Oh, do they? You know, I've got me thongs stuck right up, mate. It's cutting me raw. <laughs> oh, that'd be a terrible uh, misunderstanding, wasn't it? Oh, lovely sexy thong. Oh. It's a flip-flop. I thought it was very nice. So every day, Petunia has been serving him three meals a day through the hatch. I thought that was fantastic because even though their relationship is strained, she's still feeding him three times a day. She needs to do it three times a day. I feel like if I'd have a massive row with my parents growing up, food would not be brought to my room. No, you'd have to come and get it, wouldn't you? They'd let me starve. Yeah, like if I was the Dursleys, I'd just like leave it on the table or in the fridge and just get it when you want it. I guess they don't want him to come down. But like, my, if I, I remember when I was a kid... Someone would come round to the house and I'd be like, great, I can't come downstairs now because there's someone in the house. And I would spend the whole day in my bedroom starving, not eating anything. Honestly, from uh, morning 
Maybe I had breakfast or something. I've done it times where I've asked to ask, like, can you please bring food up to my room because I can't go downstairs because there's a family friend at home. <laughs> oh, I know. It is awkward because, like, you don't really know them and they know you from being a baby. And you just think, oh, if I end up going down there, I'm going to end up in bloody a hour-long conversation. It's always the conversations that you don't want to have when they're asking you what you're doing, how school, what are your plans for next year? Ooh, that's good. Are you still doing your piano lessons? Are you still... Oh. Enough. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go back to whatever you were talking me. about before I turned up. This is boring to me. I don't like yeah. it. There's nothing more boring than for me than talking about my own life that I know about already. Well, I think because I always have like a, I don't know if it's like a overthinking thing, but in my mind, I always think people aren't really that bothered and they're just asking to make small talk or to just, because it's what you're supposed to say, you know, at parties and stuff like that. So I'm always like, oh, I'm, I'm telling you what I do for a living, but you're not interested. I'm, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, honestly, I feel the exact same. I hate talking about certain things. Like, I was on, I was on, uh, it'll probably come out the same day this is out, but I was on the Mild High Club podcast, and they were like, oh, so you do a Harry Potter show, what's all that about? And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's fucking messing around, isn't it? It's fucking around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just bloody hard work, I think, talking about stuff like that. I think I've noticed it more like, uh, Coming to Germany as well, everyone's asking what I'm going to be doing here. And because I don't know, it's it's even more frustrating because uh, I've not got a job lined up yet. I'm still, uh, well, I'm currently, uh, on Tuesday, I'm doing a language school thing. They're going to test me on Tuesday on how good my German is. And then they're going to put me on a course. But um, How good are you? It's like bloody, when everyone's asking, ooh, what are you going to be doing in Germany? And then I'm like, don't know yet. <laughs> But people are more interested, I suppose, because uh, it's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Are you sad you've left? Are you happy? Uh, I'm happy because I'm with Martina, and that's really lovely. And I will be coming back mm. to, to visit and stuff like that. It doesn't feel like... Um, I don't feel like I've really... Anything's different at the minute. I think because I've been going back and forth to Germany for like four years... Uh, it just feels the same. I think it'll. I think it'll feel different when I have like a longer stint there, because obviously I'm coming back in a few weeks to do a few Pottervision things, and then I'm doing Panto at Christmas. So maybe in the new year it'll feel more like I'm actually yeah, living pe there. People going to me, oh, are you sad that he's moving? Are you sad that he's moving? I got. I'm like, I see him more than I see anyone in my family. <laughs> How can I be sad? I see my parents, I reckon, six times a year, right? Six fucking times a year. I see you, uh, this this year, what, a hundred times? A hundred times, something like that, yeah. I'm gonna That's see probably you, true, right? isn't it? What? That's mad. Uh... In February and March, I'm going to spend like 30 days with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you'd be sick of me. 
Are you, are you missing him? Am I missing the man I see more than anyone else in the world? Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The man I talk to for two hours a week on the phone. Am I missing him? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Although I'll tell you what, I do, uh, I haven't missed talking to you, because obviously we've not done, um, probably had a month without recording a podcast episode. It has felt like a a gap, because we're so used to, we've been doing it nearly two years now, haven't we? Yeah, that's true. I was listening to episode 96, I was watching that, because I was like, because I'd miss listening to them, because I record them and I listen to them, and I was like, oh, I've not listened to that in a while, because I stopped... Once I started doing this podcast, I stopped listening to other podcasts because nothing's as good. <laughs> but I started, I was listening to episode 96 and I was like, fucking good this. Albeit the whole episode was me complaining about comedy audiences. I was like, oh, I really relate to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. But I mean, it's nice to be back. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to, to recording more stuff. Mm. Well, me too. Um, yeah, we've got a new recording schedule, if you aren't aware of it. Um, this, basically, we release an episode every other week. So that gives us time to, you know, read. Because we've both got jobs. Well, I don't know if you do. You've sat around doing nothing. But, you know, we've all got we've got, <laughs> we've got other commitments, right? We're doing things. And this podcast takes a lot out of us. So we're going to do one episode every other week, and that's going to be very nice for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so we've changed it up a bit. Yeah, so we're doing one episode every other week, and then on Patreon we're going to do an episode every other week as well. So there'll always be an episode on a Monday. Uh, it'll be the main podcast, and then the next Monday it'll be a one on the Patreon. So if you if you want to join us on there uh, to get more of your Harry Potter fix, your Potter Vision fix, yeah, uh, you can do. Yeah. Yeah, and we could increase that. I mean, if it got to a point where we could leave our jobs, <laughs> we could put out two a week on every platform. Two a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's It's just time, isn't it? Time commitment. Because yeah. unfortunately, I have a job. I have a mortgage. I'm rotting away. I am almost 100 years old. This skin is melting off my flesh. And writing notes for three hours a week is very time consuming and exhausting and exhausting yeah 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 editing for hours oh you're killing me but it is fun i, I do like talking to me pal <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which um so harry that'd sends off a great Edwig. name you what sorry that'd be a great that'd be a great name for a harry potter podcast speaking of which yeah that is good Ooh! Right, we're renaming Potter Vision to Speaking of Which. Even the live show. Welcome everyone to Speaking of Which, where we <laughs> recreate the first Harry Potter film. What? <laughs> it's Speaking of Which. <laughs> so, you never seen Speaking of Which before? Have you seen that, Speaking of Which? Um. Oh. So he sends Hedwig off, and Hedwig doesn't come back. Right? He sent letters to Sirius, to Ron Hermione. Hedwig's taking a sweet-ass time. right? And Harry's wondering about, oh, what happens if the court rules against me? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to stay? 
And I'm thinking, surely the Weasleys would take him in if he was ever stuck. They'd have him in a heartbeat, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They'd have him... They could just make another layer on their bloody... On their house. Look, we've got five stories. What's another one? You know what they want to do? Because they are weasels and it's called the burrow. Instead of going up, they want to dig down. I think so. There's a lot of, like, unused opportunity there. All that land with nothing underneath it. They could have an underground bunker. You're weasels, aren't you? You're weasels, aren't you? You're burrow around. Yeah, I know what you mean. Burrower? You're the burrowers? No, that's Draco Malfoy. That's Draco Malfoy. He's, He's a burrower. What I thought, I was reading this book, and I thought to myself, why do wizards always have to make such a disruptive entrance? Like, they never come in calmly. They're always banging about, fucking shouting, laughing and joking between themselves. Stop it, this is someone's home, and you're breaking and entering. I know, we live in a world where Alohomora exists. Why are you smashing windows to get in? Why don't you walk... Yeah, it's fucking... Walk... <laughs> What fucking one of you can change faces? Why don't like you know what I mean? Why don't you pretend to be a postman, walk up to Harry's window, and be like, "All right, I'm a wizard. We're gonna break you out." What's with all this shit? Yeah. What's all this shit? Eh? Yeah, because Harry could just get out of it himself, get out the house. It's very I strange. Think I, I don't know if it's whether I've got a mental problem or whatever, but I really hate. When I'm watching films and there's a load of like things are being broken and stuff, it really winds me up. I hate to see it. It makes me so uncomfortable. That's why I can't watch the Paddington films because Paddington is always falling about like and breaking things. He's in the bathroom flooding it. And I'm like, is that what Paddington was like in the original like texts in like the original stories? He was he was Mr. Bean basically like breaking things. What's going on? And and he's flying through the air going, whoa! Like, that's not entertainment to me. I know these are kids' films, but <laughs> that's the exact same reason. Like, shit like that annoys well, me. Well, you do not want to watch the new Rowan Atkinson series, Man vs. B. Because I've not seen a lot of it, but uh, my niece and nephew love it. But that is all about Rowan Atkinson house-sitting for someone, but a bee distracts him so much that he tries to kill it and he keeps breaking things in the house. They should have called it Man versus Mr. Bean. Man versus Mr. Bean, yeah? Man versus Bean. Well, they... Because my niece and nephew love Mr. Bean. They just called it Mr. Bean. Mm. So they're like, oh, it's Mr... No, what do they call it? They call it Mr. Bean and the Bee. Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's Mr. Bean and the Bee. That's what it is. <laughs> so, have you ever been broken into? Um, What, my body or my house? Either. No, not me, no. <laughs> you've, been, you've had your house broken into? <laughs> nothing of that. No, nothing, nothing of that. that. Me neither. Never mind. <sighs> so, one of these wizards that turns up is the real... Mad-Eye Moody, please stand up. Right? Yeah. And it must be, it's going to be the weirdest thing getting to know the real Mad-Eye Moody because everything you know about him depends on the accuracy of David Tennant's impression. Yeah, it's all false. Yeah. But like, if you get... Well, look, luckily, <laughs> he did it justice. <laughs> yeah. 
you get to know him, you like, bloody hell, Barry Crouch Jr. does a fantastic impression of you. He's got, he did everything you're doing right now. He even did the tongue thing. I don't do a tongue thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do the tongue thing. I don't do that. Hey, David Tennant did that. Right. That man kidnapped me and trapped me in a trunk, right? Stop bringing him up. Right, I've got to say, I'm halfway through my notes, or wherever I am in my notes, and i got to say, I'm reading this book. I'm not reading it, I'm listening to the audio book. And I'm I'm hating this chapter. <laughs> yeah. I found it, it's really annoying, nattering. Honestly, really self-indulgent nattering. And I'm like, I'm like, shut up. He looks just like James, except for the eyes. What are you talking about? Eyes are eyes. Eyes are just eyes. Eyes are balls that are in your head. Yeah. Oh, you've got your mother's eyes. Thank you. And also, Stephen Fry, I could kill him. Right. I could kill him because he's never done a voice like this before, but for Nymphadora Tonks, he's doing the most annoying voice, and it's it was doing my head in. <laughs> what was he doing? He was doing... Like the most disgusting impression of a northern accent you would ever hear in your life. It was repulsive. Oh, I'll have to listen to it now. Oh, was it like Yorkshire I'll, I'll, or more Manchester? I don't know, like that. Oh no! Oh, don't be seeing my real name like that. And I was like, you fucking repulsive person for doing that. Yeah, yeah, Weird. weirdo. You're a weirdo, Stephen Fry. It's put me off him. Yeah, has it? Bloody hell. So they're, they're at the bottom of the stairs, this gaggle of <laughs> That's it. All right, then. wizards. And um, Lupin wants to make sure it's really Harry. So he asks him, what's your Patronus? Harry says stag. And then happy days, he knows it's him. I was going to ask you, Tom, what would you ask me to make sure you knew it was me? What would be something only I would respond to in a certain way? I'd go, what are your two favourite toppings for uh, McDonald's nuggets? Salt. (laughs) And ketchup. Yep, there you go. It's it's me. It is me. For me, to make sure I knew it was you 100%, I would tell you, I'd say, Tom... Uh, we've just done a show and someone's just put 2p in the bucket. And I'd see your reaction and that'd be all I'd need to know it was really you. Thieving gits! <laughs> it's him! It's him! Call off the dogs! <laughs> God, for you, Lucas, I'd say, Lucas, we're about to do a show, but someone wants you to run an errand for them. And you'd go, oh, yes, I will, of course. <laughs> of course, I'll look after their baby. I'll keep their luggage with me on stage at all times to make sure it's... I'll go do their laundry. It's going to be lovely. Is, I'll do anything for an audience member I've never met before. And I've got to say, there's too many people that have come to get him. Send one. Yeah. Well, they don't all need to come... But I think 
from some of the lines, I think they've <laughs> they've like um, they've offered in the office or whatever, or at the uh, bloody order of the Phoenix. Who wants to escort Harry Potter back here? And because he's a celebrity, everyone's gone. Oh, me, me, me. And you know, Remus Lupin doesn't want to upset anybody, so he lets everybody come. Come on, then, ten of you. Let's go. And because it said, like, we were asking for people to escort Harry and everyone put their hands up because they want to meet him because he's a celebrity. It's like, mm. of course they're going to all sign up. It's like saying, oh, anyone want to do Margot Robbie shopping? I'd love to do Margot Robbie shopping because you get to meet Margot Robbie, don't you? A strange analogy. Do you know what I mean? I think just send Luke. Does anyone want to put on Ben Kingsley's trousers? Why not? He's a celebrity. You're, It'll be a story. You're just saying you're, you're just saying your fantasies. Well, I've revealed it through the podcast. Uh, my fantasies involve Margot Robbie and Ben Kingsley. And I can't believe the only way of getting away from Privet Drive is on broomsticks. They said, oh, we can't use the flu network because um, everyone will be watching it and we can't use a port key because we haven't got enough time. So it's got to be broomsticks. Hmm. How about one of your apparates grabs him and apparates away? I know, because they say that, oh, Harry can't apparate, but it's like, well, Dumbledore can just grab him and do it. Why can't you? Talking bullshit. And we're going back to Harry asking stupid questions. He goes, where are we going? The burrow? Why the fuck would we be going to the burrow, you nit? We've got eight top wizards arriving to rescue you. Where are we going? My friend's house. No, we're not going to your fucking friend's house. <laughs> Swat. We're going to bloody we going? top secret bunker. Where are we going? Chessington World of Adventures? Why would we be going there? How many, how many meals through a kitty litter drawer are you giving this chapter out of five? Uh, it was all right, this chapter. I felt like not much happened. Uh, we didn't talk much about Tonks. I, I quite liked her as a character, despite Stephen Fry's impression. Um... You know, she's a bit wild. She's a bit more of a, like, a... Scally's not the right word. That's a terrible word to describe her. But she's a bit more of, like, um, a a scamp, shall we say. You know, she's not quite following the rules. Uh, She does what she wants. She's quite funny. And, and, you know, she's a magic magius or whatever it says. Uh, She can change her hair, her face. She can do what she wants. Uh, so I quite like the introduction of her. We've got a few other characters that we've not met before. Uh, it was all right. And a bit of flying around at the end. But a middling chapter, I think. So I'm going to give it a bang in the middle. Two and a half. Uh, uh, meals through kitty litter trays out of five. That's lovely. For me, I hated this chapter. I hated Harry Potter. I hated all the wizards in it. I hated the new character, Nymphadora Tonks. I hated Stephen Fry's impression of it all. I hated everyone. I hated the way Vernon treated him. I liked the way Petunia treated him. And that was the only redeeming factor of this chapter. For that reason, I give it one meal out of five going through a kitty litter tray. Lovely! 
Now, are you ready for quiz? Yes. Quiz, quiz a key. Quiz, quiz, quiz a key. Quiz, quiz a key. Cool. Gonna ask you some questions. <laughs> How well will you do? All right, question one. How many lumps did Harry have on his head? How many what? Lumps did Harry have on his head? One. Two. Right, now question two. What is Harry told to not steal from the kitchen? Uh, the kettle. Food from the fridge. Question three. Pretty obvious, that one. How does Lupin look? Dishevelled. No. Tired and rather ill. Question four. <laughs> can can you learn to be a metamorphmagus? Yes. No, you can't. It's the worst you've ever done. And these are such good questions. So like simple and straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you've lost the quiz. Quiz, quiz a key. Quiz, quiz a key cool. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? The question I've got to ask myself is, do I spend time revising this chapter for the quiz or do I help Martina building IKEA furniture for our home? That was mm. the decision I had to make this week. <laughs> Naughty boy. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening, you lovely people. Uh, a reminder that we have... Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to do a live podcast recording for our 100th episode. It'll be on November the 4th at Fierce Bar in Manchester. If you go to pottervision.com, you can buy your tickets through there. And you can also get a free ticket if you are a Patreon member. So there's a ticket code you can get on Patreon. Uh, and we're going to record the 100th episode of the podcast live. So it'd be lovely to see you there. And on November the 5th, uh, bonfire night, we're going to be in Hull doing our show at the Truck Studio. Uh, so join us there. Tickets also on pottervision.com. And tour dates are coming in thick and fast for February and March of next year. So check them out as well. Uh, yeah, all, all the current dates are on the website. Uh, some of the ticket links are up there as well. But yeah, just to give you all that information. Next week, we'll be having a Patreon episode. But the week after that, we will be on episode 98 of the Pottervision podcast, chapter four of book five, number 12, Grimmled Place. You have been a lovely to see and talk to after all this time, Tom Lawrenson. And Tom says goodbye because his video got to over five gigabytes, which he cannot send to me. Goodbye.